This podcast is all about learning more about ourselves by learning more about God. Scripture tells us that we are to love God and love others. So let us be part of your journey of loving others to make a difference in our culture. Together, we can revitalize kindness. Now, on this episode, it's a tough one. So, look, I'm offering some extra resources in the show notes. I hope you check those out. There's an article by Cross Examine. That's Frank Turk. He's an apologist. And also, Melissa Childers is another apologist. You can check out their podcast. Great stuff. But I think we need a little extra, maybe more than Yvette and I offered. But, hey, just check it out. And I hope you enjoy this episode of Revitalized Truth. God is love. Welcome to Revitalized Kindness Podcast. My name is Dave Weaver. And I'm Yvette Walker. And look, this is volume two of Revitalized Truth. And this is a series that we're doing within season three. Again, season three topic is biblical kindness. But I'm just an apologetics kind of guy. And I really like to talk about things of, of Scripture and how we defend our faith. There's a lot of questions out there. I did put a post recently, not too long ago, on Facebook, and a lot of people responded to it. And so there were a lot of hard-to-answer questions. And this coming from a lot of Christians, but still, again, kind of difficult questions in murky waters sometimes when we're trying to explain away what this means in, in Scripture. And today is a doozy, so we're going to talk about, and and the title of the episode, actually, don't hate me for the title, guys, is Adam and Eve are ancestors, and we're playing, you know, playing on words there, definitely, because they're our ancestors, but there is a question about was Adam and Eve, or especially their children, was there incest among their community, and and is that... um, was that a thing? And why is that okay? Was it wrong? There's a lot of questions surrounded. Is it okay now? Is it Was it okay then? When did it become not okay? So just tons of questions I guess we could bring around around that. And I know, you know, I was talking to Yvette. Hey, Yvette, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. And she, she's been reading Genesis because she's a good girl who is started out the year really good and i didn't i haven't been so i haven't been <laughs> reading the i always want to go are you reading one of the uh the plans i am i'm I've, actually okay. i'm reading the bible project plan it's really good really nice yeah yeah i think my wife and her sister tried to do that and they in the, the bible project's great it really is now does that one have the illustrations or the the videos yeah mm-hmm. so it, it's actually okay. through it's through you version it's on the bible app but you know and as you and i love the 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 bible in a year um i have done the one before by nikki gumbel who's the founder of alpha there, there's some great ones there but i really do love the bible project i love how they go back and really try to help you understand what's going on so mm-hmm. yes it is a combination of their videos and then also a, a scripture old testament scripture and then a psalm is the way okay. they're handling it great and so you're digging into the word and we definitely promote that amongst the podcast we're always no matter what we're talking about we always like to bring it back to the word and this series is 
all about that. That's kind of at the forefront uh, of what we're doing. So, Yvette, you started in Genesis, and a lot of this this talk or a lot of the questions pop up around the the story, uh, the creation story, and the the offspring of of Adam and Eve. Um, they had they had children. Uh, their children had children. And so where did all these people come from? So there's a lot of, there might be a few theories out there, but I think you've got some thoughts on that. You've probably learned a lot by, and again, that Bible project, they do a great job of explaining things. What, what, what kind of, what kind of stuff have you learned this, this year so far about that? Well, so first of all, we really haven't gotten into a question of incest yet, but, okay, okay. Uh, but um, I think, I think I, I love, I love to talk about being intentional and God's intent for it, for this creation. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, we learn in Genesis that he, he takes chaos and puts it into order. Right. So he has where it is like the murky deep and all of this. And he pulls, you know, he separates the, the water from the ground, from the sky. I mean, he does all these things. He puts it into order Um, And then finally on that last day, he creates man. And I think one question is, so he creates man through uh, the dust and the blowing of his breath into the nostrils of the creation he's just made. And then he takes a piece of the man, Adam, which I think Adam means in Hebrew, mankind, Adam means something like that. It's something like that. And, and I'm not a Bible scholar. I always like to preface this. I'm not a Bible scholar, but he takes, you know, a, a part of the man and creates the woman. So they are living in the garden, mm-hmm. happy, the perfect with, garden, this perfect, garden is perfect, perfect right? garden with God. I mean, how, you know, walking with God in, in the cool afternoons of the, I mean, how wonderful is that? That, you that know? sounds breezy that sounds awesome i it's, said breezy is that even a thing is that slang for good i don't, I don't know i don't know nah, i don't know that because i'm, I'm not, not cool i'm not cool like that <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say i'm too old to know i just throw words out all right go but ahead. but if god's intent for us to be in this if, if god's intent were to have these creatures in this garden mm-hmm. and if they had made the right choice would it have just been the two of them or would god have created more and we don't, mm. we don't know that because the snake intervenes and what he does. And I, I'm really kind of just absorbing this. Not only does he make them distrust God and decide to make the choice for themselves to, to be wise and to know, and to be like God by eating this fruit, that's what they were supposed to get. Right. Not only do they do that, but, um, but the plan I've been reading, and I hadn't really thought about it this way, describes the fact that they also distrust each other. So imagine they're in the garden naked, chilling, having a great time. And then all of a sudden they realize they're naked. They got to make clothes for themselves. And there's a, you know, there's a kind of perspective in the plan I'm reading, meaning that all of a sudden they didn't trust each other to be around each other naked. There was, there was some, something going on. So, so, you know, a lot of bad things happen, right? Right. Right. Now, because I don't know God's intent, did he intend for them to have children in the garden? 
we know that once they were expelled, they had children, but, but whatever the intent one got was God's intent is always good. So I don't believe that. I don't believe that the definition we have of incest today is what that original family was. Now we know mankind went on to sin. We know that, um, what's his name? I'm going to miss his name. Is it, is it Lechem? I could, I, I got that wrong, but we know that there's yeah. a very evil man, uh, even more evil than Cain that boasts about being evil. So mankind definitely takes a turn, mm -hmm. but in the original, and then obviously we know that Cain killed Abel, but in that original family, you know, was the intent to be this crime that we know today as incest. And I'm going to say no, because I'm going to say that God wouldn't have intended that. But today, and you probably have the definition pulled up, you're really good. But I pulled it up too, just to kind of see what okay. Merriam-Webster says incest is. Mm -hmm. it says I didn't, so you got it. Okay, That's great, I got I did it. not pull that up. It says okay. that it is sexual intercourse between persons so closely related that they are forbidden by law to marry. Mm-hmm. If that's that, a key right there. I that's, want to, that's a key by, by pay attention. Law. Yeah. Cause I'm going to come back with something about that okay. in, in, a, in a minute or okay. a little bit, but yeah, that's a good, that's a great point uh, by law. And I guess in that definition, probably talking about like our laws here, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, good yeah. deal. I like but it. The, I love but it. the last thing I'll say about that is um, people who commit incest today, um, this, this is my opinion. They know it's a crime. Mm -hmm. Gen generally, it is done without consent of because usually it's it's an older person to a younger person. Mm -hmm. um, I won't. Right. I shouldn't say that's, usually, that's but true. and often, often it, it is. It is, I, it is I an adult read that somewhere. It is adult yeah. and a child. Mm -hmm. So there's no there's no consent there. And I don't care what the group Nambla says. I dis I disbelieve in in what they say. This is a adult child love organization, which I think is evil and wrong. I'm just going to put that out there. Mm -hmm. um, but, but there's no consent there. So mm -hmm. I, I think that today's definition of incest is different than, than, than that first family, but that's just my, and, and I just have to go back to what God intended, but what I don't know and what we can never know is that would they have had children in the garden and everything would have been lovely that I don't know. Cause it didn't happen. Right. So, okay. So here's, here's one thing I'll mention this. Um, and, and this is just the way I, I take this in, in Genesis. So in Genesis one twenty seven, we have where it says, so God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him male and female he created them, and then he says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. So, I mean, there is, there is like, a, there is evidence yeah. that, that God's intent was for them to be, to be fruitful and multiply. And so I think, you know, here's a couple things that I, I pulled up about it because it's, it's a curious thing because we know for sure that our laws are against incest. And we do know, depending on what part of scripture we're looking at, that it's in scripture that there's actually laws in scripture in the Old Testament about mm -hmm. incest. 
So there, that throws another kink in it. It's like, huh? What, what, what happened? Right. So here's, here's one thing that I, I wanted to start with, um, on my side was, was one was morality. Um, and the reason I'm going to start here is because I think it kind of goes back to laws and knowing what's right and wrong. Um, and one definition of morality, I did have a definition, but I've tricked you. So it's another, you know, you know me, you know me. I like my definition. <laughs> I know, definition. I know. That's why I said you probably have one. <laughs> I got one. Okay. Uh, so definition of morality, principles, or, or is, is principles concerning the distinction between right and wrong or good and bad behavior. And I got this from Answers in Genesis, um, which is a great resource if you're looking for any types of questions, apologetic type questions, especially that's what their specialty. But they, they say this uh, in an article about morality and where did morality come from? They say that our sinful nature, our, our sinful natures are and our marred perception of right and wrong make our conscience or our conscience an imperfect guide to morality. Therefore, we need the word of God to truly know God's authoritative standard by which each of our consciousness is judged. And as our creator, God alone has the moral authority. So in there, they say that one, we need the word of God to truly know God's authoritative standard by which each of us should be judged. And so I know one thing is that there is a law on the books in the Old Testament, but it's not until Leviticus that we see that incestry is outlawed, right? <laughs> right. And so there, there is no rule or not rule. There is no word from God on incest. So in the beginnings, then we'd, we'd almost have to say that they didn't know that it was a wrong thing. We know it to be wrong now because of our laws and our moral uh, compass. And we, and we get that from scripture, but we're getting it from the later part of scripture. The New Testament, especially, uh, obviously um, says a lot about it, but the, in Leviticus, and I'll get the verse here in just a second. Mm-hmm. So there's the morality standpoint. I think that just knowing um, you, you got to have God has to say what's right and wrong for us to know what is right and wrong. <clears throat> and then there's that. I think you might have touched on this too, the purity standpoint or the purity uh, argument, I guess, if you if you can call it that. Um, when God's creation was created, it was this perfect um thing it was in a, a perfect garden uh there was everything was was good and great until sin entered the building mm-hmm. and they and they uh, were disobedient to what god would have so or have them do and so i got this snippet from uh got questions i think or no 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 take it back bible.org and it says i said this as to incest it was not considered a sin and not prohibited for Adam and an and early man. If if the race was to populate and fulfill the command of Genesis one twenty eight, which is what I mentioned earlier, there's little doubt about that Adam's sons and daughters would have had to marry their own sisters and brothers if the race was to populate the earth. But due to the purity of the race as, and that's the human race, as evidence 
also by the long length of life. So we think about that too, and think about yeah. purity and the genetics of, of our, the makeup of our bodies. Then, I mean, people were living like 900 years old. Mm-hmm. That don't happen anymore. <clears throat> so there definitely was, um, from a biological standpoint, if we want to go science on this, definitely a difference um, in terms of the long, long lifespan of our lives. And so there seems to be some evidence for a difference there. Um, but it said gradually, as the effects of sin took it, its toll on the human race, uh, marrying one's own sister, etc., began to create heredity problems or problems that we we know about today, of course. And um, so it seems that there was a point in history, and again, I think it was from Leviticus, that God gets the law in the books at that point that it is wrong. <clears throat> so. Well, you know what, and and there's, we are not going to answer this question today, I know, but I, I guess I have questions because uh, in Genesis four, this is the first time that we see Adam and Eve making love and she gives birth to Cain says it in verse one. Right. And then later she gives birth to Abel. Now, after that, so the argue, so the argument is first of all, Adam and Eve having sex is that incest because they didn't, they were not produced from the same woman. God created them right. now true enough. He created, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm being, you know, I'm being, you know, kind of particular here, but I guess that's the question is that, well, in a, question. is that in itself uh, incest? But then after the brothers were created and I know that, as you said, you know, there are scholars that say, well, they must've just, they must've had children that, you know, that we don't hear about in the Bible and they just had, they had sex and populated the earth that way, but there's so, but there's some, they're so specific here to say Adam made love to his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. I mean, they're so specific. And then later when Cain goes away and he escapes to the land nod, right. And, mm-hmm. and, and the Lord promises that no one's going to bother him. So he goes to nod and then in, in verse 17, it says Cain made love to his wife and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. So we don't, I don't know where the yeah. wife come from and not, but, but I yeah. cannot say, and I know it doesn't say it, but who's, who's to know that God was not creating other people. Mm-hmm. It, it well, doesn't say, but it also doesn't say where these other people came from. Yeah. And I've thought about that. Here's my answer. This, this is not biblical. Oh, well, it is, but not, it doesn't really say it. You know, I'm saying verbatim, here's what I'm thinking. I'm under 50 years old and I have four children. They live to be 900 years old. There's a lot of children that can happen in 900 years. That is true. And you multiply that between people, brothers, sisters, uh, it, the direct descendants from Adam and Eve, their children, in other words, and then maybe their grandchildren. So if you think about the lifespan of them, and the available time to, to multiply, there's a lot more people. Now, there's some big families. We thought we had a big family. No, I know. I know. I, I don't, mean, that's well, just my thought. I mean, I we, we, no, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. but the Bible is so specific. Like in, in some sections, we know that Jacob had the 12 sons and mm-hmm. they 
in turn had a whole bunch of people. But then in, there's some other areas here where we don't know, it doesn't say that. Yeah. So you're right. it, it could very well be, but the fact that we know that Cain, and it does, we don't know how old, uh, does it say? We don't know how old Cain and Abel was when, when Abel was killed, but we know Cain left and went to Nod and maybe he took a wife with him. We don't know, it doesn't say, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. I can't know that. So we're hey, just that, making, we're making assumptions here. Right. And that would be a good, good little study to do if we were looking at the math and I don't even know if that's possible, but I would just be interested to see like the math of age versus the time of some of the children. Cause there's enough information where some of that's in there, but you're right. There's probably some gaps and holes in there. Um, well, you know, let's, let's look at Genesis five, where mm -hmm. it, it's, it's the written account of Adam's family line. And I mm -hmm. know when people are reading this, they're like rolling their eyes going, Oh, this is so, you know, tedious and boring, but it's mm -hmm. really interesting. So um, when Adam had lived, so we know that Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel when Adam had lived 130 years, there was another son, Seth. Then after Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. So that's, that's the key where you're talking about there. And Adam lived until 930 years. And then, then when Seth was 105, he became father of Enosh. Now, again, did he not have any children before Enosh? Why isn't that mentioned? Did he just yeah. have, did he just, just have Enosh at 105? And then he had other sons and daughters. So yeah, the, the phrase other sons and daughters definitely is repeated in here a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so the question might be, what are yeah. those other sons and daughters doing? Yeah. And those are not accounted for. Right. And, you know, and I don't know, and I know there's, um, and I'm not a, definitely not an expert on the, uh, the, the way that I know the Jewish people, uh, what are they, what am I trying to think of the way that they kept their, their, bloodlines um that's what i'm trying to think of bloodlines because mm -hmm. we've got a lot of lists in scripture and i don't think we have an all-encompassing list in many cases but just like the one for um the one for jesus in matthew one mm -hmm. if we look at that i kind of i'm curious and i'm again i'm not an expert on this part of scripture but i wonder if it is a literal person to person from the time of David or actually the time of Jesse, because I think it starts with Jesse, which was David's father. And then it goes all the way down to Jesus. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know. And they, that's why a lot of people argue about the, the age of the earth. And, you know, some people will say, True. you know, some people are just science, pure science. And then even the young earthers argue about how the timeline might work. And some would say that they didn't record, all of the yada yada so yeah i'm just curious how that works that's interesting you know one thing that i heard too that's kind of i'm gonna say interesting but mm -hmm. uh kind of makes you think like and i don't know how it changes things changes the argument or thinking through it but some people propose that eve was a clone instead of a separate i mean you know did god create a totally different person in a helpmate for Adam because it it's or was it a a clone or a replica eh, I don't know that gets a little murky there too but I did well a, clo a clone would would be the same sex so I don't know how that works. yeah that, that would be strange so I don't know how that would work either uh and again that was a little murky <laughs> when I was reading it I was like clone okay I, well, I don't know but then but then but then you got to go to Genesis 6 
which is weird and which, and even the Bible project people don't know what this means, but that's when they talk about the sons of God. Yeah. And some people say the sons of God are angels and other people say the sons of God of God are these Kings that thought they were so thought they were related to God or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we know that they took the daughters of humans. They specifically say humans um, and then married them and then created pe people called the Nephilim, which were the offspring of these sons of God and, and women. So is that if they're angels, and again, we don't know that if yeah. they're angels and, and women, then they're, mm -hmm. they're, there's this, they're this new breed of people, I suppose. Um, mm -hmm. But then this is begin, this is beginning of when the Lord is seeing how, how great the wickedness of the human race had become. Mm -hmm. Maybe he believed that we were getting into incest here and maybe that's a part of the wickedness. You know, we yeah. don't, we don't know, like you said, that word is not in here until later, but, mm. but I just don't believe that that was his intent. So that's why I'm not going to say Adam and Eve were our ancestors. <laughs> ancestors. <laughs> I'm not going to claim that Dave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to look up ancestors.com, like an ancestry. What is the ancestry? Anyway, oh, no, that's a bad joke. No, yeah, no. Somebody's going to look at that. <laughs> um, no, there, the, the verse I was talking about where it looks like God finally gets this uh, a law and instituted in terms of talking about incest, it's from Leviticus 18, and it's for verses 6 through 18. I'm not going to read them all. I'll just read the first couple. Says none of you shall approach any one of his close relatives to uncover nakedness. I am the Lord. You shall not uh, uh, uncover the nakedness of your father, which is you know. So it goes on and on, but it is it is definitely telling us. I think there's different scriptures throughout the laws that go back and forth on it. There's some verses in the New Testament that I came across for sure. And if I got one pulled up, I surely will read it. Yep. It's right here. First Corinthians five, one, it said it, it, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and, and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans for a man has his father's wife. So again, it just, it just seems like that if it was okay at one time, it, from my perspective, at least, it seems like it was because there was no choice, really. I mean, if you if God created Adam and Eve and everyone thereafter up until Noah, because everything got destroyed from Noah, but then we we kind of start over in a way. But if if everyone came from Adam and Eve, surely there had to be that what we call incest. And I'm sure back then. It wasn't a thing again, because God has to tell us what's right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's probably, it probably wasn't mentioned. He was telling them to, to be fruitful and multiply and how else would, would they do that? At least from what we have. That's, tr that's true. That's true. But maybe the way to think about it is he was telling them to be fruitful and multiply in this perfect state of grace in the garden. You know, I don't know. There's no way we're going to know, but you know, you mentioned Noah look what happened to Noah. So Noah found favor in the eyes of God. He saved his whole family. And then when they got to, you know, the new land, you know, quote unquote, and he plants a vineyard and he gets drunk and then something happens with the son and Noah, which they do not 
say, and even the Bible project say they don't know what happened, but something right. disgraceful happened. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then after that, humankind just started going downhill. And at some point, yeah. you know, God continues to see the, the evil in the world. Yeah. And I'll just add another kind of layer to the be fruitful and multiply. Um, cause you know, we're talking about the garden and then, and, and maybe it was, should have been contained or meant to be contained and so forth and so on. Um, but remember too, that Abraham was given the same commandment. And so this is later on in history and they yeah. were to be fruitful and, and multiply. So at least at that point, I think it had more to do with the nation of God. Yeah. The nation of Israel or his yeah. chosen people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we see this overarching theme throughout scripture. You know, we have a broken, we have a perfect world that got broken. And then we have a, a plan for a people that is going to bring us a savior uh, yeah. uh, um, in, in the name, you know, and, and again, we're talking about the genealogies is the word I was trying to think of earlier, the genealogies in Matthew. So we see the record of how from David, King David, or even his father up until we have Jesus Christ. Um, and of course that's through the Holy spirit. He wasn't just a man. He was, as we talked about, remember on one of our other episodes, he's hundred percent man. He's a hundred percent God. Mm -hmm. And uh, what a wonderful thing. But yeah, so yeah, this is an interesting one. And, and I know it, it, it's one of those things too, that a lot of people use as, as an objection or your God allowed this and you know, this, that, and the other, but it's something definitely to dig into, to kind of know, like, you don't have to know the, all the ins and outs, but if it comes up in conversation, it is a, uh, probably a, a definitely if anything an interesting conversation you could have even with an unbeliever um and just to share some bible knowledge and some some um and, and it's a good way too, just to just try to introduce that that creation story to someone and to talk about how that and and how that relates to the here and now and so it's like my pastor said the other day if you can read chapter what is it? Genesis. Well, a lot of people say if you go through Genesis one to 11, you've got so much doctrine, so much truth between Genesis one and 11. Mm -hmm. And we're, and we're learning. Um, as a matter of fact, our pastor is, it started the new year teaching us in through Genesis. And he said, we would probably, cause we do, we go verse by verse mm -hmm. at our church. And he said, we will probably be studying this all year. So we're going to do a really in-depth study this year. And I'm excited about that because it really is a solid book. So yeah, just encourage each and every one, uh, just to dig in, uh, be like a vet, not like me and, and dig into your word, get a plan, um, or just open God's word. You don't have to necessarily have one, but just plan to open his word each day. Um, and, and to learn, because I think again, um, talking about revitalized truth, and really what that means is we just, we have a world that's full of so, so many non-truths, so many different opinions and um, so many experts that are not really experts in, in, in anything. Um, and so sometimes it's really tough to uncover what is truth and what is not truth. And, but I think if we, if we look at God's word, we can know that that's truth. And I, and I, and, and so we got a definite there. So, Amen. There's my son right behind me. Hey, buddy. He's going to be on my next podcast as uh, he's going to hold my mic up because he likes to come in here while we're recording. But anyway, 
Uh, thank you for joining us on Revitalized Truth. And until next time, you hear that? Ba-boom, boom. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you.